0: And now, CBS 58 Sports Director, Kevin!
1: think of this before kevin but if you want us to send you that to use as your ringtone to wake up or your alarm clock feel just just say the word and we'll send fire it over for
0: you that that would be perfect because honestly if you did that the only thing that would be bad is i might go right through a bedroom wall like (laughs) that's going every time
1: and what would your your wife would not be happy with you if that did happen so maybe we'll keep it holstered here at the hawk studio
0: like you're redecorating oh wow okay.
1: oh, <laughs> perfect uh always happy to talk to cbs 58 sports director kevin holden kevin uh big news day today i mean usually we talk packers with you a couple of times a month here on thursdays but uh i was pretty very surprised about the david sterns brewers news mandy i know you were as well what was your initial reaction kevin did you ever have you're around the team a lot did you ever have any inclination that something like this might go down
0: that it would go down as soon as the scene ended. I thought if they were going to make that change they would do it pretty fast and uh you know he does David Stearns does a a year-end press conference which in this case was 4 or 5 days after the end of the the regular season. I thought okay, well, he's he's not going anywhere. So I had put that uh, to bed. I had I hadn't thought about it at all and and uh this morning at it's 8:30 the the, the noisemaker on the phone goes quiet, which means the uh, the station's ringing the bat phone. And it's like, oh, boy, what is going on? And uh, here we are. It's, yeah, total shock to me.
2: So what does that mean, do you think? Like, what is really going on? I I still, you know, David
0: said in, in the press conference that he's going to be in Milwaukee. He's going to be here. He doesn't know what his future holds, taking a step back, time to family, all of that. I don't doubt that but at the same time I mean we've known for a long time that that David Stearns was uh, at least interested in being the general manager of the New York Mets that's his team growing up as a, as a kid in uh, in New York City he was a fan of the Mets and I think he's had his eye uh, on that job I mean he did a, a great job today uh of of not trying to mention anything like that you know saying that he'll he'll be around and that sort of thing but he's got a year left on his contract and and my thought is maybe it's a year to transition here, uh, you know, and let Matt Arnold do what he's going to do. I think he'll be great in that job. And then when that Mets job opens, I think I think that's it. I think that's where he's headed. Is
1: that is that job open right now, or is that speculating that they're going to have that position? I am not as well versed with the Mets front office.
0: Now they have a guy. That a year ago they tried to get David Stern. Right, and I
1: know uh, that for a while our, they've been trying uh, to get him.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they, uh, Adamasio was clutching on, you know, he was hanging on to David Stern. So a year ago they hired a guy him Billy Epler, and uh, I think they're pretty happy with with what Billy Epler's done. But I also think they, the Mets are a team with money, and David Sterns has won here with a team that doesn't have that same kind of large market money. Yet. The Mets want to see what the combination can do, the the brains of David Sterns and the and the wallet of the uh, owner. except. It's a pretty dangerous combination. I, I think it makes a lot of sense for
1: them. Yeah, because obviously David Stern's track record here has been fantastic, making the playoffs all these number of years. I know the, you know the second half of this season was disappointing, and they missed it by a game, but they were right there in the mix. The Brewers have been competitive uh, for most of his runs since he got here. So, uh, you know, I, what, do you, what can you tell us about Matt Arnold? I know he was the title of general manager, but it was, obviously David was kind of the face of any front office decision-making and always was like the guy out there that you see what do you know about uh about him as he steps into his role this new role? what I
0: love about what I love about Matt Arnold is uh when we would go down in spring training uh you know we would we'd be hanging around in the batting cages and Matt Arnold was a guy that would come up and talk to us while we were watching batting practice just kind of shoot the breeze with us that that of course is when it's a different position for him so it was a different kind of pressure but you could have these these good open conversations and you know, you learn things about the team, about you know the the thought process that the team has, and that sort of thing. I don't think philosophically a whole lot's going to change uh, with with Matt Arnold in the job, but he's a good baseball guy, and and I know that he's not the name that people know, but he's been here as long as David Stearns has. He's been here going back to when they were dismantling Doug Melvin's old teams in 2015. So he's he's seen it all. Like he's, I don't think there's going to be any problem of growing pains into the role. I think. I think he'll be fine. I think he's a guy Brewers fans will like. I thought it was interesting that, sort of thrown into that press conference today, he was, uh, you know, he was he was batting around his answers, but he doesn't have that same uh, polish on the podium yet. You know, he hasn't done all those press conferences yet.
2: Right. Is that why you think David stepped down and has a year to kind of help him along in this process before he inevitably probably goes to the Mets? Which you're not the first person I've heard speculate that. I think that's kind of a what most people are thinking is going to happen, you know?
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's a, a really good way to put it. He, he gets a year, uh, you know, he can pass along the philosophy. Matt Arnold can, can put his spin on it, but Stearns can sort of teach him the, the, the basics of that role of general manager beyond just what they do in a boardroom. Cause there's so much else. Stearns is making public appearances and, he's in, and he, you know, and there's also the, the part of making trades too. I mean, I, I know there's frustration uh, from the Brewers fans because of what happened from the trip. And it it all revolves from that train of Josh Tater. I just, I still have trouble believing that that the only thing the Brewers wanted to do was just unload their closer and then give up on it. I just, I think David Stearns had other ideas in mind that maybe didn't pan out. Uh, and, And so hopefully, whatever philosophy that was that i'm trying to believe in here maybe that's what gets passed along and and Matt Arnold can make those things happen where the Brewers, you know acquire guys and make late runs
1: i think i mean david Stern pretty much said that at the end of the season kind of I, I and i agree with you i think that's what what he going for and it's kind of one of those things that he thought oh i didn't realize maybe how it would have it would have affected other aspects of the ball club uh, after that after that trade so
0: yeah and i I still think he's I, it's somewhere. I think he was he was trying to get a bat. I mean, I, I think he he knew he saw the offense. They they liked what they had, but they knew if you're going to be competitive, you had to get something else. I I just sometimes you strike out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes other teams outbid you. I, I just feel like, God, baseball reference. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it happens all over the place.
2: I'm wondering, um, what are the chances, Kev? That you think the Brewers just one year will be like, okay, you know what? We're going to do it. We're just going to – we don't have this money, but we're just going to spend it anyway. We're going to put all this money into a team. We're really going to go for it. We're really going to get the run. We're going to make a run for it because we're just going to blow all this money and we're going to see what happens. What are the chances that the Brewers do that? Just just one time because they've come so close so many times, you know?
0: The truth and they, they, they've been close enough that you think, well, hey, if this one other player was on the team, then it would put them over the top. And they've they, all of their hard work that they've put in the, the, the farm system and developing guys. Corbin Burns is a product of the system. Brandon Woodruff, like the, all of that, has put the Brewers in this in this position where barely missing the playoffs is a crisis. Like that's a great position to be in. But but I, I agree with you. It's it is. There's going to come a point. They'll look at the roster and they'll say, we're a really good team. And with this one guy, it would be a great, great team. I don't think it'll be a habit because they've learned that, you know, they're always thinking down the line and thinking for the future as well. But, yeah, it's if they see the chance, if they think they're that close and, and there's one guy that they can get, I think they make the play. I, I really do. I think whatever, whatever year the next Juan Soto's out there, I could see him doing it.
1: Yeah, just make that move, and then, you know, and they've they've been great about getting to the playoffs and Mm -hmm. get in, and then teams like, oh, I mean, let's real quick talk about the World Series right now. It's the Phillies, good team. They got great players. Kind of wasn't in the big conversation in the National League throughout the season when you're talking about the Dodgers, the Padres were there, Uh, you know, the Mets, who had a great season, the Braves defending chance, but it's the Philadelphia Phillies all of a sudden in the World Series here. Kevin, who do you like? Can the Phillies beat the Astros? No one
2: likes That's, the Astros. No
1: one likes the Astros. No one wants them to win. How do the Phillies win this World Series? And I don't like I don't like I, the Phillies. I don't like Philly fans or anything about that, but I think I'm pulling for them over the Astros, certainly.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, those four teams that were in when it was the Padres and Phillies and Astros and Yankees, I looked at my wife and I'm like, right. are you telling me that I have to root for Manny Machado right now? Like, right. Padres? <laughs> and, and, and she looks at me, she's like, just, just. Swallow that film This is it. So so that team's gone. I I'm with I want the Phillies over the Astros in a, in a huge way. And, I mean, I think the way they've got to do it is is they, when they're playing well and they hit well and Bryce Harper's just blasting everything and Kyle Schwarber's blasting everything, they can hit anybody. I mean, and that's, that's what it that boils down to. The one thing that, that is different in this World Series is – Two hitters parks. Philadelphia and Houston both are hitters parks. They they work well for hitters. So if a hitters uh, team, a good lineup gets hot, they can stay hot for four games. So I, I think win early, win that first game or two, put some runs up on the board, and carry momentum. I I honestly, I kind of like them. I think I think the Phillies. I know they're not the favorites to do it, but I kind of like them.
1: Kev Kevin Holden's pick is the Phillies to win. How many games?
0: Oh, it'll go if the Phillies do it. It'll go like. It'll be seven. It'll, seven it'll games. Go
1: away. Phillies, seven games on the road. They win World Series. All right. I'm looking forward to, to watching it. Joined by CBS 58 Sports Director Kevin Holden. Uh, the Packers. What a what a week it's been, Kevin. After losing that game in Washington, you got Aaron Rodgers saying that maybe some players got to play less, fewer reps. Talking about cracking the whip and doing more talking than listening. What do you make of all this? Especially with the Rogers stuff that's come out uh, ever since uh, you know Monday, Tuesday, and now here we are on Thursday.
0: Remember when Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy were supposedly like not on the same page, and we would all you know sort of speculate about it? What what would you get for those days right now? <laughs> right,
1: right. Because this seems like this seems like we're talking off the air escalated quickly. Like yep. now, all of a sudden, this is a this is a mess, mess Bad. after these uh, these these losses these last three weeks.
0: And the, and the other half of it is they, they don't have – We it used to be that the Packers would get off to a slow start. They'd start one and two, and Rodgers would say R-E-L-A-X, and everybody would calm down and we'd be fine. Or they would go four and six, and he would say run the table, and, and they would win seven games in a row. But it's, it's, it's different this time. And, I, and the reason is they're so depleted at wide receiver that, you know, there was a point where you knew Rodgers could just flip the switch to on and then they could just rattle off the wins and – that I don't think that spot exists partially because you know you've got Devontae Adams is gone and you've got guys hurt and depending on rookies and guys that are untested and it's it's just such a different situation. Rodgers is older. Uh, I, I was shocked they didn't go hail mary on that last play and I wonder yeah. if it has to do with his arm. You
2: Me know, too. More than we talked extra. about that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Very surprised well, there. It's, it's
0: crazy. Like, it's, just, it's a team that's supposed to be based on the run and I think the the way that you. Put, you flush these seven weeks behind you as you go out and you play like you wanted to play in week one. Depend on the running game, right?
1: But why don't they, Kevin? They say that every week. And we as fans and consumer of football who aren't in the game can kind of see it. They can can be successful that way. They say they need to do more of it every week. Then the game comes on Sunday, and they don't do it. And then they'll say, yeah, we probably should have run the ball more. And it's it's repeating the same thing. So why – why don't they do it why don't they do it or commit to it
0: that's a that's a really good question because the the there's this combination of not using the run game and then Matt LaFleur on the podium saying yeah yeah we should we should we should rely on the running game you know that the fact that he keeps saying it uh, and then it isn't happening is, is weird to me and i the, the there's two two schools of thought one is that Aaron Rodgers is checking out of a bunch of those plays i don't know if that's necessarily true the other is you know, Matt LaFleur is in a different position. Nathaniel Hackett's in Denver now and the the duties of calling plays are a little bit different and I wonder, you know, I've I've done this with things in my life where where I've approached something new, something that I was doing for the first time and and I was, you know, trying to be that like that little egg on the cartoons, like trying to draw out sketches to make it work, all complicated. And then you realize maybe it's not as complicated as you as you were trying to make it out to be you know, who knows? Maybe maybe if anything they need to be a little less smart about it just just line up and play some old man football you know for a couple of drives and see how it works if it keeps the bills off the field uh their offense off the field that that's good for everybody
2: what if they're calling running plays on the sidelines and then aaron's like Mm-mm, no i made this big stink about being here i am here i'm going to throw this ball i'm going to show them that Jordan Love is a bad I'm not over it. I'm going to show them that it was a bad idea, and I'm going to throw this ball because I'm not old. I am still a young buck. I'm still a superstar. I'm still the MVP. So we are not running the ball. I'm going to throw it because I'm Aaron Rodgers, and that's what I do.
0: Or a, a variation of that, I'm Aaron Rodgers, and my job is to make sure that Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins and all these guys that have not been here before are – uh, up to game speed by game week thirteen, and the only way to do it is to just pepper him with throws for twelve weeks and let the faults take care of itself. Oh,
2: like so true.
1: Both, but week thir- thir- right. week thirteen may be way too late by then. Right, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at the rate that this going, I'm speaking with CBS fifty eight sports uh, sports director Kevin Holden. I'm looking at the line right now, Kevin. This is a live look, the most up to date information oh. that I have. Packers at Bills Sunday night, Buffalo favored by 11.5 points, which you've never seen in an Aaron Rodgers start, an Aaron Rodgers-era game. Most Packers games even going back to far. Big, big underdogs. Other than, because the only thing that I can come up with, the only thing I've heard is say, well, the NFL is crazy. Look at some teams beat teams. Maybe that's why the Packers can win. And Aaron Rodgers, he's a two-time back-to-back MVP. He can pull out some magic, never count him out. Maybe that's how the Packers win. Other than that, Kev, what, what if any... <laughs> is the path to victory for this team Sunday night? Because, boy, it just – I mean, you look at it, it just doesn't look like there's any way mm-hmm. that it could happen, but crazy things happen in this league.
0: My first thought is there – it was a scene in Bull Durham where they pulled the sprinkler and they forced a the rain out. Like, that. Do
1: you do that in football? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a big, like – like, Lake <laughs> – is they on Lake Erie in
1: Buffalo, just like a humongous snowstorm that they couldn't Oops, play steady. or they tried to play? Oops.
0: <laughs> or they – it wet the field down, and it, and it makes all these great Buffalo receivers a little slower than, you know, than they could be. I, I mean, I don't know. That's, it's a thought. I, I mean, I think you've got to do two things. You, you, there's a point where you can't listen to the odds or the previous record or anything else. If you really have faith, of the, saying if you're a Packer and you really have faith in what you have, then you've got to go out there and throw at them what you have, which is, to me, still – run game in defense which is you want to you want to ball control try to have that ball as long as you can control the clock and then on defense do what they were doing early on against Washington because for the first half of that game I'm like okay here's a pick six from Devondre Campbell here's Jair running all around the field and then that group didn't show up in the second half and and by the way that's a trend The, the Packers have lost three straight games and we're not trailing at the half in any of the three games. So, so maybe it's adjustments. Maybe, maybe this little you know egg drawn out of sketch thing needs to happen at halftime and not before the game.
1: We'll see how it plays out on Sunday night, Kev. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. Watch you on the CBS 58 News weeknights, weekends too during a football season and whatnot. And. Uh, We'll talk in a couple of weeks and see where this team's at. And again, NFL's crazy. You never know. Who knows what will happen Sunday night? We'll be watching. <laughs>
0: Wonder, well, Mandy.
1: Much appreciated. It's always fun to talk sports. it. Appreciate it. Kevin Holden, CBS 58. It's 1029 The Hog. <laughs>